You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come together today and hear from you. We thank you that you are mindful of us and that you are on a mission (laughs) to renew our minds so that we think like you, so that we experience what it means to do life in union with you, and that we truly believe the gospel, that we know the true gospel, and that we come to the place where we actually can repent and believe it so that we can experience it. I thank you that Jesus didn't just go to the cross, Father, so that we could, you know, have great Bible stories. But, Father, he came to completely revolutionize the human experience. He came to tear down all of the separating mindsets, everything that would alienate us from you in our minds so that we could enjoy eternal life right now, that we could enjoy Zoe life, his life right now, in the here and now. And so, Father, we just want to say yes. We want to say yes to everything that Jesus has accomplished for us, and we want to, we want to experience it. We want to get in agreement with it, and we want to manifest it. So use this podcast today, Father, to do just that. Encourage, renew our minds, and set people free. Set us free, Father, from anything and everything that is hindering heaven manifesting on earth through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to talk in today's episode about a concept (laughs) that it's a controversial concept. Uh, and when I call it a concept, I, I think that's even going to be kind of something to think about, kind of stretch you a little bit, because the topic of today's episode is going to be money. I'm going to talk to you about your concept of money. And then I want to talk to you also about what the gospel revolutionizes about the concept of money. Wealth and money is one of those things that in the body of Christ, we sometimes have a hard time even talking about. Uh, There's so much baggage, I don't know what else to call it, around this topic. Every single one of us has a lifetime of experiences with money. From, you know, little bitty tots, (laughs) each of us inherit a lot of mindsets about money. We inherit our parents' ideas about money, about the socioeconomic status that we were born into. Uh, We are taught from a young age uh, either to operate from a wealth mindset or a scarcity or poverty mindset. We, We either come at the whole topic of money through a lens of 
there's not enough or there's plenty. (laughs) And that's not even to mention all the other beliefs and mindsets that we have about money that just form a relationship with it and form a concept of it. If you follow my teaching or my work, my work in my book, my work in my school very often, you know that I'm a junkie for transformation. You know, my life call, Romans 12, 2, is a big part of the work that I'm here to do on the planet. That I, you know, the word says in Romans 12, 2, the Bible says, you know, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the reunion of your mind. And I'll tell you, if there's one concept that we need to have our minds renewed to in the body of Christ. And there's a ton. Don't get me wrong. There's so many things, signs and wonders, our identity. There's so many things to renew our minds to so that we think like God. But one is this area. And what I want to say about this is that whether, you know, we are aware of it or not, we have a mindset about everything. We have a concept about everything. We have a concept about marriage. We have a concept about education. We have a concept about what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. I mean, we have all kinds of paradigms and concepts around everything in life. And when Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, it means don't think like the world about these topics. Don't think like the world about marriage. Don't think about the world like the world does about education. Don't think about, you know, healing like the world does. Every topic. And so I'm coming with this topic because when you're in the middle of so much uncertainty, like we are in the economy of 2020 or just the all kinds of things going on in 2020, it is important to renew your mind so that you begin to think like God in the area of your finances. For many believers, you know, we have grown up with a religious mindset about money that having money is evil. Or that if you have money, that means that you're greedy. I know in my own life that was very much the case. Uh, When I look back at my own money story, and this is something I want to encourage you to do as a result of of today's podcast is I want you to start thinking about your money story. But in my life, my money story was that both my adopted parents grew up in very, very poor families. Uh, My dad actually only went to fourth grade. My mom, uh, I mean, this was, you know, I mean, this wasn't the early 1900s or anything. They're not, they aren't that old. But, I mean, there was no indoor plumbing. My mother grew up in East Texas without indoor plumbing. I mean, all of her clothes were homemade. And they struggled. I mean, I remember my uh, adopted grandmother, you know, working into her 90s in a cleaners. You know, so there was just lots and lots of poverty. And as a result, you know, both of my, my parents were very, very hard workers. And I think to this day, my dad saved the very first penny that he ever had. He just did not spend money because there was an underlying thought that not really we ever talked about, but there was an underlying thought that that was obviously there that said, no matter how much money you have, it's not enough. And there was this internal driver to not be poor and not suffer like that. 
And I can tell you on my mom's side, it was a little bit different. I mean, it was kind of, but a very similar thing because when you grow up in that uh, world, you, you don't know sometimes where your next meal's coming from. You don't, you know, I, I said my dad only had a fourth graduate education. It's because he had to go to work. <laughs> you know, I didn't finish the story there. But the point is, is that, you know, I learned from a very, very young age what we could and what we couldn't afford. I learned just a lot of different things. I mean, I ended up going to a private school that cost a lot of money. My dad worked over overtime and around the clock to send me to that school. And it was a huge sacrifice for him that he you know, obviously loved me very much, was willing to do. But my point is, is that each of us, I'm just sharing my story, not that it's, you know, unique or anything spectacular, but the point is there is a story. And really, by the time we're, you know, entering into our pre-teens, we have an internal image of what money is. And why am I even talking about this today? I'm talking about it because prosperity and abundance is a part of your inheritance in Christ. But if you are like me and grew up with just that kind of family story, but I'm not even talking about my church story. My church story was, you know, I didn't, I wasn't taught the scripture that the love of money is the root of all either evil, or if I, if I was taught it, I didn't, I, I didn't hear it that way. I just learned that, you know, money is evil. And so, you know, I just had a bunch of things programmed into me as a child. Right? And that, that scripture, 1 Timothy 6.10, right? The love of money is the root of all evil. Not money is the root of all evil. But the point is, is that you developing the mind of Christ about money, you developing God's abundant mindset is not even really, I mean, it's totally important for you. It's totally important for your family. But it's totally important for the world. Your prosperity, you mastering money, not letting money master you, but you becoming a master of money, no longer being a victim to money, but yet being one that is a possessor of abundance is key to manifesting heaven on earth. It is key to building God's kingdom on earth. It is key to you fulfilling your purpose because God is calling you to do something that that is bigger than what you can afford on your own to do. And I will tell you, the money mindset issue in the body of Christ is a part. It's not full, but it's a part of the reason why we're not having more of an impact. Because day in and day out, I can tell you, I mean, I talk to people from all over the world all the time in the body of Christ, and I can tell you that there is way too many people that are broke. There are way too many people who have lack mentalities and a lack of an abundant mindset in the body of Christ. So I want to give you a couple of scriptures today that I just think are really powerful scriptures to you for you to meditate on. And I can tell you that when you start this project of, of just detoxing from poverty mindset, I'll say this too, poverty and religion are best friends. So where you find religion, you're going to find poverty, <laughs> a poverty mindset. And where you find a poverty mindset, you're also going to have a religious a religious mindset. And why? Because I really believe that the enemy wants to keep us broke. Because 
if you don't have the money to really impact the world and reveal who God is and the generosity of our Father, then it's like we're just, we have our hands tied. And for the folks that say, oh gosh, Lisa's talking about money. I'm not even going to listen to this because, you know, this just whatever, you know, that's just a, a message about greed or that's a message about, you know, whatever it is that you think that it means. Here's the reality <laughs> is that each and every day, the majority of adults spend the majority of their time working for money. We spend an enormous amount of our lives working for money. And if it was not an important topic, then why in the world would we even be working? It, it, it does matter. Jesus taught on money. <laughs> there are so many scriptures throughout the word of God on money. It is an important topic. So just let's journey through a few scriptures that I want to just present to you. One of them is in 1 Corinthians I'm sorry, it's 2 Corinthians, I'm pretty sure. And it's 8, chapter 9. And I want to go to this scripture because we have spiritualized the gospel sometimes. Uh, and this is a good scripture to prove that point. And here's what it says, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you are recognizing, I'm in the Amplified Version right now, for you are recognizing more clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ his astonishing kindness, his generosity, his gracious favor, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich, abundantly blessed. Now, a lot of times we'll read scriptures like this. Some of you may have even heard that scripture before. But we'll read scriptures like this and we'll spiritualize it. So we'll just say, oh, he's talking about spiritual richness. He's talking about spiritual blessings. But you have to look at that particular scripture in context. And the whole scripture is not talking about spiritual blessings. It's talking about material generosity. And that scripture is atonement language. It's no different than he became sin who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ, meaning Jesus became sin, we became righteous. There was an exchange of our sinfulness for his righteousness on the cross. And what this scripture is talking about is the exchange of poverty for richness. Jesus became the curse on the cross. He absorbed into his body the effects of everything that Adam had caused through his disobedience. And I will tell you, if Jesus prayed in Matthew 6, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and that our, our mandate is to release heaven on earth, then there is no poverty in heaven. There is, God does not have poverty to give any more than he has sickness to give. Sickness is a result of the curse. Death is a result of the curse. And so is poverty. And, and for us to hold on to our old money stories about what our parents learned about money and then passed on to us either, you know, most of it just subconsciously, just that's just because that's the way they thought. And for us to sit in, you know, under teaching, for, like I did, for years that teaches you that money is evil is a anti-Christ message. It is 
Jesus came to preach good news to the poor. And good news to a poor person is that you are not poor anymore. That in Christ you are rich. You are abundantly supplied. I mean, I can go on and on with scriptures, and I'm going to in a moment. I mean, I think about the one that I, I teach out all of the time uh, out of the Passion Translation, Ephesians 1, I think it's chapter, verse 3 or 4, that says, you know, in the King James it says, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in, place, in heavenly places. In the Passion Translation it says that all that heaven contains has already been lavished upon us. Because the Father sees us wrapped into Christ. You are a joint heir with Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 4 says, Jesus is the lawful owner of all things. And so this concept that you have, you are, you are a rich person in Christ because of your identity in Christ, that richness is a identity issue, as much as righteousness is an identity issue or healing is an identity issue, that prosperity encompasses every area of your life, including finances. Now, if you're already in agreement with you and you already, this is just a reminder for you, well, that's fantastic. But for too many people, they have taken on a scarcity mentality and a scarcity Identity. If you keep going in 2 Corinthians and you just go over to 2 Corinthians 9, 8, here's another great scripture to meditate on and really sink your teeth into. It says this, And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. See, God's will is abundance, abundance that overflows out of you to be a blessing, to, to bless others, to do charitable works, to do good, to help people, to serve people. And these scriptures are, are so uh, powerful when you begin to digest them and recognize that God's will is for you to have abundance. God's will has provided for you to have abundance in Christ. And it is through your union with Jesus that you are the lawful owner or you're a joint heir with him. So let's just keep going. I'm going to go to another one that's kind of a familiar scripture in John 10.10. 10. This one I want to read in the Passion Translation. I've been sitting with this one for a little bit. Uh, I just like this translation. I, I actually was born at 10.10 in the morning, so I always kind of, I always thought that was kind of cool that John 10.10 is uh, kind of, I don't know, one of my, my scriptures because it, it kind of puts this dividing line between the works of the enemy and the works of Jesus. And in the Passion Translation, John 10 says this, John 10.10 says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal slaughter and destroy but I am come this is Jesus talking to give you everything in abundance more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow verse 11 says I'm the good shepherd who lays down his life as a sacrifice for the sheep which I read that to say Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack 
That's a beautiful picture of God providing everything that is needed. You know, lack is illegal in the kingdom. It, it, it is totally as illegal as any other thing that Jesus defeated on Calvary. And, and I'm just kind of laying a foundation because there's a whole nother, and that'll probably be my next podcast, but there's a whole nother way of living from the abundance that is yours in Christ. There's a whole nother way of living off of your inheritance in Christ. And it is a completely different system than the system that we've been taught by the world. You know, which, for example, I mean, the the, the kingdom economy and your inheritance in Christ is an invisible reality. And I'll just say it this way. I mean, in Christ, you have invisible resources. You have invisible provision. But most of us have been trained all of our life to check our bank accounts to see how much money we have. But the truth is your bank account cannot tell you your net worth in Christ. It can tell you how much physical money you have in a physical bank. And honestly, it's just most of the time numbers on a screen, so it's not even physical money. But the point is, is that that is not a true indication of how much wealth you actually have. If you want to know how much wealth you have to have, you actually have, you have to step into Christ. And you have to decide, I have the net worth of Jesus. I have the net worth of the kingdom at my disposal. I am an heir of what? The kingdom of God. I'm an heir of heaven. And I'm an heir of the world. I'm an heir of this planet. I am an heir of all the things that the Father has created for us to freely enjoy. And beloved, this is important. This is important that you develop an abundant mindset. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And when you have a scarcity, fear-based, I'm going to run out, there's never enough mentality, then that is what you will experience. But when you renew your mind to the reality of that you are no longer poor, any more than you are no longer a sinner, and that's a whole other message, right? But you're not. You're, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And guess what? You're the richness of God in Christ Jesus. You have the abundance of God in Christ Jesus. You are not just healed in Christ, but you are prospering in body in Christ. In in your finances in Christ. You're you're prospering in every area. In 3 John 2, John, John said this, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Your mindset matters. Your money mindset matters. The way you think about money matters. The seen realm <laughs> is, is an illusion to a degree. I mean, it's, it's real, but, you know, I mean, even just naturally, the matter is not as it appears. Everything that you see in the natural is not all that there is. You have a heavenly supply, and that supply must be accessed through faith. It must be accessed a completely different way than we've been taught to make money in the natural. 
Am I saying don't work and just live on faith and just, you know, do all? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying what I'm saying. Just listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying that in Christ, you are abundantly supplied. And in the same way, we manifest heaven on earth in every other area of our life, manifesting the provision of heaven, manifesting the wealth of heaven, is one of the most important mindsets and, and skill sets and heart sets that we need to develop. You know, Jesus, people say, oh, well, Jesus was poor. Jesus was not poor. Jesus lived off an invisible supply. He also had a treasure, and he had wealthy women that supported his ministry, but that's beyond the point. When Peter toiled all night and caught nothing, he just looked at Peter and said, you know, let down your nets for a big catch. Jesus knew how to dominate the seen realm. He knew that lack was illegal in his father's kingdom. When there was a multitude defeat and he had just four, licious, four loaves and fishes, a few loaves and fishes, he, he blessed it. He spoke to it and it began to multiply. He cursed a fig tree because it didn't have fruit, because lack is not a part of his kingdom. Where there was lack, it was solved over and over and over again by Jesus supernaturally. He paid his taxes with money out of a fish's mouth. He was not poor. He just didn't live on the, the sole reality of you know money as, as we know it. And beloved, I want to share that with you because... God has a calling on your life. And the vision he has for you is going to cost more than whatever money you have in your bank account. And I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or if, you know, you're Joe Buffett working at the buffet. (laughs) The point is, is that heaven is an invisible reality, but there is an abundance. There is an abundance that God has for you. He accomplished everything that needed to be accomplished for you to enjoy your status of in Christ being wealthy on the cross. And this is just a part of the gospel that I think is undertaught. It's like we have this separate message for money or this separate message over here for finances. And You know, most believers that I talk to are doing Dave Ramsey. Not that there's anything with Dave Ramsey, but Dave Ramsey is a scarcity-based system. It's a a system, there's not a bit of faith in it. There's not a bit of faith in it. I mean, you don't have to know Jesus to get an envelope system together. You don't have to know Jesus to have 10 baby steps. And I'm not, I mean, God bless Dave Ramsey. I'm not trying to come against Dave Ramsey. What I'm trying to say is, is that we need to develop an abundant mindset. We need to develop uh, the thinking of God about money, about creating wealth, about receiving wealth, about, and when I say creating wealth, I mean supernaturally creating wealth. Yes, having practical strategies. Yes, building things and and creating revenue streams, but doing that supernaturally. I'll tell you, if some of the people would just spend as much time uh, learning how to uh, make money as they would 
saving money or decreasing things, and they would take that, that learning in with the Holy Spirit, they would be much further along. And so I guess really the, 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 in a nutshell, like really what I'm, I'm wanting to get across today is that the way that you think about money matters. And it's especially important in times like this when there are so much uncertainty. Uncertainty is a, is a, it can be a very fearful thing. But in Christ, we've not been given a spirit of fear. Uncertainty is an opportunity always. It's, an, it's always an opportunity to partner with Jesus to manifest heaven on earth. And so, beloved, I'm just going to pray now. Father, I thank you for just speaking to each and every listener about what they need to hear out of today's message. Renewing our minds as it relates to finances, Father, is obviously a, it's a journey that you take each of us on. We all come from different backgrounds and different ideas about it, Father. But God, you know how to get the truth to us in a way that we can understand it. And so, Lord, I just release the revelation of abundance to each and every listener. I thank you, Father, that you are uprooting poverty mindsets, Lord, even just by your grace, Even as I'm just praying this prayer right now, Father, I thank you that there is a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you and the knowledge of the way that you think about finances and the way that you think about money. And in the name of Jesus, I just curse. (laughs) I just curse those mindsets and those ways of being, Father, that are not in agreement with your mind and your way of being. And I declare, Father, that we are completely in sync. We are integrated with your mind and your the way that you think about money. And I just release abundance, Lord. I just release financial miracles now, Father, and, and provision in all kinds of ways. You said that you confirm your word with signs and wonders following. So, Father, I just release Provisional miracles right now, marketplace miracles, Father, financial miracles. I just, I curse lack and I just declare that uh, abundance is our portion. Abundance is our portion. And I just release, I release supernatural provision to every person that's listening to this podcast today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. You are amazing. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. Or you can visit www.thepathfreebook.com. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life, and the purpose he created you for. Then take that first step and contact us by email at info at to inquire about working with Shalice and enrolling in Emerge School of Transformation. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.